Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Manny Navarro covers the heat for the Miami Herald. He joins us right now in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They're truly steps beyond convenient. Manny, we've thrown around this question occasionally, and it's no less valid valid now for 11 wins in a row, but who the hell are these guys? They won 11 of their first 41 (laughs) games. Now they've won 11 of their last 11. It's amazing. Uh, just uh, what, a, what an amazing turnaround. What a great, fun story for the guys on that team. I know uh, part of Heat Nation is disappointed because they were hoping that this team would end up uh, with a high lottery pick and sort of starting over. And in the end, you know, they could still end up in the lottery. There's no guarantee they're going to make the playoffs. But I think if you're just a basketball fan in general and, and you like uh seeing teams try and not tank and not just, you know, pull a Philadelphia 76ers and go through losing and losing and losing, then you enjoy what the Heat's doing right now. And, and that's maximizing the talent that you've got on the roster and, and, and having a bunch of guys uh, buy into uh, Eric Spolstra's foisms and, and everything he has to say. And, and it's been a fun, it's been a fun run the last couple of weeks. Manny, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a win, win, win guy. I don't like to tank. But I, I'm wondering if the if the Heat does not make the playoffs, what does this win streak mean? Whether it's a 11 game win streak, a 16 game win streak, uh, d- uh, d- big picture, or what does does it have any significance if the team does not make the playoffs? Well, I mean, obviously, most people are going to sit back and say no. You just hurt your draft position. I mean, that's the. That's the easy way to look at it. But the, the thing I see, Perk, and, and maybe I've told you wrong in the way that I'm reading this, you know, when this season began, and we talked about this earlier in the year when you guys had me on the show, the Heat sort of had an image problem, right? I mean, LeBron left, Dwayne left, Chris Bosh, he was upset with them. Now all of a sudden, to me, they're sort of rebuilding this image as a franchise that can, you know, you may not be loved somewhere else. Uh, you may be Wayne Ellington is playing on your 17. You may be James Johnson is playing on a 15 or Deion Waiters, who just didn't seem like a good teammate anywhere else, you know, he was at before he came here. But we can remake your image, and we can turn you into a winner and and make you a better player. And that's something that, going into free agency next year, that's something Eric Spolster and Pat Riley can sell. Look at what we did with James Johnson. Look what we did with Deion Waiters. Look what we did with Wayne Ellington. We've got the we've maximized these guys to, to their full potential. We got them in the best shape of their careers. There's a lot of guys, a lot of other teams in the NBA right now. You look at the New York Knicks, you look at the Lakers, you look at all these other teams that, you know, have former superstars or, or talents or guys that were good at one point or another or young up-and-coming players. They've got the same record as the Heat, if not worse. The Heat's already passed them in the standings. And, yeah. and, and so my point is, I think, yes, you can sit here and say, yeah, it was a waste of the season. They, even if they get the eighth seed and lose to Cleveland in four games or five games. You can say, man, they would have been better off had they gotten into the lottery. But to me, there is something that you're taking away from this. And that's that the Heat can make players better, and that's something you can definitely sell for free agency next summer. Money is the biggest uh, magnet, if you will, for, for the draws in players. But I think also, let's say if the money was tied, 
I think now this might be a place where, where players might want to come. If they see this team continue, they're not going to continue winning all these games in a row, but if they could come close to 500, I think a player might say, all right, this is an attractive place to go. The arrow on Miami Heat is pointing up. Right, and, and, and the Heat can still say that they're the most injured team in the league. That hasn't changed, you know, from, from day one. With all the games Bosch has missed and, and uh, other guys, I mean, Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, you know, the Heat's going to have those guys back next year. Obviously not Bosch, but Richardson and Winslow. And, and uh, you know, you can, you can still say that, man, these guys accomplished what they accomplished, and they weren't even at close to, you know, full, full ability. And, and so, to me, yeah, there's no doubt that's, that's what you can sell to free agents next year, and that's something that I think a lot of them will consider. I mean, look, James Johnson could have gotten whatever it is. I think it's 4 or $5 million that he's making this year. He could have gotten a lot of other places. He picked Miami because of Pat Riley and, and because he felt like this team could make it better, and they have. And so James Johnson's going to tell his buddies, whether he's here next season or not, somebody else will be, hey, man, you know what? Look what those guys did for me. And, and word's going to start to spread around. And, and, and look, you look at other organizations in the league that, that can claim the same thing. San Antonio Spurs are the perfect example. How many guys do they sign maybe you know, for less money that other teams are willing to pay? Why? Because they're the Spurs. And, and so I think the Heat is starting to get a little bit of a reputation this season. They're starting to build it uh, for being an organization that can take guys that are undrafted, second-round picks, whatever they are, and maximize their, their talent. Manny, uh, today is February 7th, February 9th in two days. Chris Bosch, uh, that was the last time he took the court, right? Does, it, does this day have any significance financially uh, for the Heat, February 9th? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously they, they can now, once it's a full year, full calendar year, 365 days, they can apply to basically release him and get the cap relief. Uh, assuming he never plays again or at least doesn't play another 25 games the rest of the season. I think most of us suspect that even though February 9th is just a couple days away and that he can technically uh, apply for that cap relief and release Bosch, that they're not going to do that uh, just in the event that Bosch surprisingly were to sign with another team Mm -hmm. um, and, and potentially play 25 games. So I think they'll wait until March or maybe even the end of the season uh, where it's, there's no longer that chance of that happening. Um, and, and, and all honesty, the only benefit you would get from that is if you were, if you were going to do a trade and somehow you could take on extra salary. But in this case, I, I just, I mean, there's really nobody out there that you're going to acquire through trade um, that's going to be the, the caliber of talent that Chris Bosch is or was. And, and, and with a price tag like that, it's just not going to work out. And so I, I think the Heat's going to wait till March and then spend that money this summer. Maybe on uh, Deion Waiters and James Johnson. Who knows? If they keep playing the way they've been playing this year, maybe that's where the money goes. That, that would be something, wouldn't it, if, if you gave it to, to, to players already on the roster? Does it, does it seem like a year since, since Chris Bosh has played? I think in, in some ways it does because you know that he should be out there, but in some ways it doesn't because you've moved on from the standpoint of Dwayne gone, all the injuries. What is, how does that feel to you, the one year that he's been gone, or the 363 days he's been gone? Yeah, it feels longer because, really, I mean, this Heat team has changed so much. They went yeah. through a whole playoff run last year without him, and, and, you know, Dwayne left this summer. That was a whole other saga, and, and, you know, and now we really haven't heard from Chris since, you know, beginning of training camp where Pat says he wouldn't be here anymore. And so, yeah, I mean, that story just seems long gone. I think, you know, I'd be surprised if Chris Bosh ever plays again. Um, I know, you know, there's even the rumors out there that, you know, maybe he wants to go play with LeBron or go play with Dwayne again and, and all that. And that's fine and dandy, but 
everything I've been told is the moment anybody looks at those medical records, any NBA doctors will look at it and say, there's no way. If the Miami Heat weren't going to let you play, there's a reason. We know this is legitimate scare. There's no reason for you to be out there on the court. And I think Chris is even sort of, if you look at his behavior on social media, some of the things that have been said over the past couple months, I, I think this is more about retirement and moving off in the game and finally letting go. And, and at one point he'll do that, but I, you know, I'd be shocked if he played again. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's just a little bit surprising that it's it's been a year since. Well, it'll have been a year on Thursday since Chris Bosh last took yeah. the court. Um, one one of the last couple of things that I will ask you, um, Manny, is that they they've got eight games remaining this month. Six of them are on the road. Can do you look at the Heat able to make up ground? For the rest of these uh, these last eight games, including six on the road, or do you think okay they'll they'll probably do four and four? Can can they go five and three and 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 still continue to eat up games like Pac Man? Yeah, I, I mean, I still, I mean, the rest of the games on this road trip are certainly winnable. It's going to be tough without Deion Waiters. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be out a few games at least with this ankle injury. Uh, didn't look good. I know the reports out of Minnesota last night was you know, the swelling. Barry Jackson told me the swelling wasn't good and so uh you know it's gonna hurt good thing is you got tyler johnson who's sort of rounding back into form now and uh, you can after he missed several games and you're gonna get josh richardson back eventually so again this team's been the most injured team in the nba they found ways uh to win without guys uh you know i, I think there's no question these are all three winnable games milwaukee brooklyn and philadelphia those are three games you can win on the road uh, Orlando here at home. I mean, Orlando's pretty much given up on their season at yeah. this point. Uh, Houston, that's going to be a tough one. That's probably where the winning streak ends if they can keep it going. Um, I'm sure James Harden's going to want a little revenge, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they can go five and three. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, you get Atlanta open the second half, and then Dallas. You can win at Dallas and uh, Atlanta. I mean, they, they just beat Atlanta, pounded them. So, yeah. I, I, there's no doubt. I think I think this team is going to be awfully close to 500 by the time the season ends. I don't wow. know if they're going to get there, but I think they'll be wow. within two or three games of 500 by the time the season ends. That, so they've got 30 games left, so yeah. they got to be, what, 24 and – I know. games over? Yeah, the 15, 15, 19 and 11 still doesn't get there. They've got to be 20 and 10. Because they, they, if they're 19 and 11, they're still under 500. Well, I think the fact that, that Manny even mentions that right. as a possibility, seriously, that is, that is remarkable because 11 and 30 and, and 30 and 11 in the second half, right? Yeah, the, ske- yeah. the schedule isn't really that daunting when you look at it. They've only got one good Western Conference team left. That's Houston. They already played all. They played the Golden States, the Utahs, the Clippers. They've already played all the San Antonio twice. So, and then the rest of the schedule. Yeah, you got Cleveland three times, uh, and and yeah, I think you got uh, Toronto two more times. I think Boston once. But you know, I, those are the three hard games. Everybody else. I mean, you really that fearful of anybody else in the East besides those three teams? I'm not. Probably, right. probably not. Yeah. I mean, no. Manny, let me ask you this. I mean, because we don't know how this is going to end. Could they be 500? They still have to go 20 and 10 at this point, as I said, to be 500. But they've certainly, again, after winning 11 of just their, you know, their first 41 games, they've won 11 of 11. Was there a time during this win streak when you felt, wow, this is team, this isn't just a fluke. They might not be a, a, a playoff team, but they've turned the corner. I think the Golden State victory. That's, just a, that's because, a third win in, I think. That was a third win. Yeah, I, I, just the way that they played in that game, how hungry they were. And then and then they come back and pound Atlanta the way they pound it. Atlanta has been playing pretty well. Yeah. I think those two victories, to me, proved, uh, you know, the Houston game, you can say, that oh, was a fluke. Maybe just, you know, 
<laughs> but the but the uh, but the Golden State and Atlanta games where they played really really well in both of those games, played at a high level. Dion hit some big shots. That's when I started to feel like, man, this team is this is the team that I thought they would be. You know, in, in the beginning of the year, right around 500, competing yep. for a playoff spot. This is more of what I what I what I imagined that these would be. And who knows if they don't have those, all those injuries at the beginning of the year? You know, Dion missing 20 games, maybe they're above 500. Hey, let, let me ask you something uh, totally hypothetical, but since I asked about Bosch, let's ask about Dwayne Wade. If Dwayne Wade is with this team, and we know how well the Dragic Waiters backcourt is playing, do they have the same record? Are they better? Are they worse? I'm not asking were they ever 11 and 30, but <laughs> are, are they? Are, is this a better team, worse team, or the same team record-wise? You know, it's really hard to say because Dwayne, you know, I, I'm going to say they're worse. And I know most people probably would say that's, think that's shocking. I know there's a lot of Dwayne Wade fans out there here in Miami that still love him and wish he was here. But I, I think part of the reason this team has had the successes that it's had is that so many guys are sharing the ball. Dwayne is a guy who can share the ball and create for others and, and be sort of that Deion Waiters type, uh, you know, producer where he's sharing the ball. But I just think it's a better fit. You know, Goran Dragic feels so much more comfortable now without Dwayne here. And you can just see it on his face every time he brings the ball up the court. He is the guy. He's the distributor. He shares that title with Deion Waiters most nights. But, it, it, you know, Goran's free to be the man. And I think, you know, his first two years here, this was Dwayne's team. And there was no doubt about it. And he was deferring to Dwayne. I think there's a different level of comfort now. And I think part of the reason this team is succeeding the way it is is because how well it's sharing the ball how well it's shooting from three. They would not be shooting threes the way they are right now. Manny, thanks so much for taking the time to come on. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Take care. Take care. That was Manny Navarro, the Miami Herald. Uh, Perk and I will be back next right here on The Ticket. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.